Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, December the 11th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only Mr. Josh Crash Davis. How are you on this wonderful Saturday, Mr. Josh? Doing well, Coach. Getting ready to uh, crush another NBA slate with you. And, and like you say, I always look forward to this podcast every week. You know, we only do it once a week, but it's always a lot of fun and we, we've had some good lineups, so looking to keep it rolling this week. So, absolutely, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Build some, build a winning. Uh, two brains are better than one. Fanduel GPP at the end, so definitely stay in in touch for that. Um, we had a strong night on DraftKings last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, top five percent in all of the contests there. Really strong clipboard, so that was great. Uh, had some cash winners on Fanduel, but. Just missed the cash line and some of the GPPs. Yahoo, not so much, but it was that wacky, uh, you know, they're trying to get an edge and start 30 minutes later, and they missed out on on really the best game of the the night with uh, eliminating those first two. So we weren't quite able to get across the line on Yahoo. But I think we win on all three tonight, Josh. That's my prediction. Sounds like a plan to me. All right, we're going to dive into this. Uh, one thing before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button. Give us a comment if you have a second, a question, anything that really helps us on the algorithm. And then hit that little alert button, uh, the bell in the upper corner there. That lets you know when any of our podcasts post. And remember, we do seven-day-a-week NBA podcasts in front of the paywall and three NFL podcasts uh, as well. So, Great time to get involved too. It's a Saturday, so you get if you get the three day membership for ten dollars, you get Saturday, Sunday, and Monday all three days of heavy NFL and heavy NBA. No NFL today, but Sunday and mm-hmm. Monday, and then all of our NBA action all three days, and all three are good slates. So uh, dfscoachtalk.com. Just go right to our membership page. You click the button. We'll get you in Discord just a couple of minutes after that. And then you'll be able to see all of the ongoings of our wonderful family in Discord, the sharing information. And uh, I think we have the best in the industry, no doubt about it. Last thing I'll say, and then we're going to break these games down, is we've got some announcements coming up. Our man, John Wehausen, is working on a a Christmas giveaway. And I don't know, what what are we looking at, uh, Josh? The last thing was... what. The lot the 12 days before Christmas or yeah, I think we're gonna be doing a 12 days of Christmas uh giveaway promo. So awesome. Well, stay tuned for that for sure. Again, we're you know, just check the podcast out each day and we'll be announcing those. I know we have some giveaways and, and all kinds of things going on. So we would love to have you. All right, let's look at this six-game schedule. Uh, there is a, an early game, a seventh game that's at 3:30 Eastern. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna mess with that one. The first game of the six-game main slate on all three sites, by the way. We don't have to jump around uh, with different start times. It's a 7 p.m. Eastern game. It's the Utah Jazz uh, and the Washington Wizards. Uh, Utah is favored by five and a half. It's a solid 220 total. And by the way, Josh, this is interesting. The next game's a 220 total. The game Hmm. after that's a 220 and a half total. So, Talk about even terms. Yeah. And then you've got three lower totals after that. So there's no game you can point to like that awesome Charlotte game last night. 
right this game's off the wall off the chain whatever you want to call it and a little bit more balanced here which i like i like having the you know where you really have to dig in i think it gives us a big advantage but yeah. in this 220 total it's a 112.75 implied for utah 107.25 uh implied for the uh, washington wizards utah comes in 18 and 7 Washington 15 and 11. Uh, only injuries here are guys that have been out forever, at least listed as of now. As a buck, as a bucky for Utah, Bryant and Hashimura from Washington. So we should mm-hmm. have uh, the majority of regulars going in in this game, and it should be a good one. Um, as far as statistically speaking, Utah's 12th in pace, Washington 20th. So they're really a little bit more ball control. So somewhat in the middle of the road. Utah's fantastic scoring the ball. Actually so fantastic that they're the most offensive efficient team in the league. Mm-hmm. So a little bit more of a challenge for Washington. Yeah. And I mentioned, Josh, Washington was in the top 10 for a big portion of the first third of the season. And now have dropped below the, the Mendoza line, if you will, <laughs> in the middle, they're 16th. So mm-hmm. cool little jump up for the Utah uh, side of things offensively. And then defensive efficiency, Utah wraps it up with a top five defense. They're uh, fifth yeah. uh, and uh, Washington again, 16th. So they're 16th in offensive efficiency, 16th in defensive efficiency. So some of those stats are ca- catching up to that real quick start. So it looks like, you know, the edge should be across the board here uh, for Utah. That's why they're a five and a half point favorite. But it's in Washington, and mm-hmm. uh, we pretty much get the full full deal here with players. So what what's your initial look on this game, Crash? So for my initial look on, on this game, I'm looking at the bigs, actually. It's kind of surprising to me that um, Utah has allowed the 11th most fantasy points to centers. You know, mm-hmm. when you think of Rudy Gobert, you wouldn't think of that. But Daniel Gafford at 4,600 on DraftKings, that just seems way too cheap to me. Um so that's probably my favorite play in this game. And you could look at Rudy Gobert because Washington is in the in the top 10 of most fantasy points allowed to centers too. Um, and, and you know, he's 8,800 on DraftKings, 9,100 on FanDuel. There's some other centers that I want to pay up for more than him, but he's in play um, in this game. And that's about it because both of these teams are really good at defending guards. Yeah, you know, it's you bring up a few good points here. And um, this is an island game, by the way, for both teams. So there's no back-to-backs mm-hmm. uh, on this game. But I, I was watching the Utah, uh, the Jazz game the night before last on, on the U- with the Utah announcers. And they were talking about Gobert because uh, they had talked about the fact that centers are scoring pretty well against him. Mm-hmm. But there's a stat. Uh, a help side stat where if you're one, you know, one pass away and you're coming over to help one of your, uh, your other teammates defensively, he yeah. ranked by far number one in that. Like it's not even close. Second mm-hmm. is Embiid, but he's far behind. Right. So in other words, he patrols the paint, almost plays like a, a, a one man zone. It, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, if he can get away with it, unless yeah. it's a center that really tries to draw him out that can, drain a bunch of threes, but a lot of times they won't even have them play a center like that. They'll put them on the guy that they least are concerned about shooting outside shots because, you know, 
that's something that I think we need to get more familiar with here because people see Gobert and they think, okay, I'm fading the other center because he's two-time defensive player of the year, et cetera, et cetera. But not always on the, the guy that he's guarding. Yes, he has a big effect on all the rest of the players because he takes away penetration, he mm-hmm. changes shots, everything else. So I wanted to mention that because uh, and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because uh, you know, again, that was coming right from the the Utah announcers right. uh, watching the ticket. So, a good thing, you know, I always downgrade the other team going against Utah a little bit just because they're a top five D. But specifically now, after seeing that stat and how he dominates it, uh, you know, it really does eliminate a lot of stuff in the paint. So, mm-hmm. wanted to mention that. My problem with the Gafford and Montrez Harrell situation is the the split. Yeah. Uh, that you know that timeshare is concerning because a lot of times it's just dead even. Sometimes one guy or the other gets a little bit of an edge. But I get you wanting to play that, and he is super cheap. But I'm just so hung up on on timeshare stuff; it really drives me nuts. But mm-hmm. for me, you know, I, I don't think Conley's played up to his number all year. He's really, you know, I think he's fading out a bit in his career. Uh, Mitchell at 9K, he's going to get Contavious Caldwell Pope defense, so I'm not going there. KCP is one of the most underrated perimeter defenders in the league, yeah. and I, I mention it on occasion, but, man, look at what's happened to the Lakers since they lost him. Everybody yeah. says, oh, they you know, they lost Monk, that's going to, you know, uh, or uh, they lost Schroeder, that's going to kill yeah. them. And, but losing KCP was, was more important because they right. can't stop anybody on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of guys I'll mention Royce O'Neal. I know it's, it's weird, but he's only four, four. He always gets 35 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know, the ball's going to bounce your way sometimes And right. for a super value guy that can get you 25, 26 DFS points. It's not the worst thing in the world. And, you know, a lot of times that allows you a path to get some of the bigger scores. So mm-hmm. he's not out of play. Bogdanovich at 5-4, you know, he's so points dependent. It, it makes it tough sometimes. Uh, so I'm not really crazy about this game in general, right. even though it's a 220 total. But I'll tell you, you know, Kuzma at 5-8 is, is fair, I think. But, again, you've got Royce O'Neal defense. So, mm-hmm. You know, every t- you know in this game, it's just the matchups aren't really conducive. I think you know you're going to get uh, a possibly tight game. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I don't. I just can't say I'm diving on this game with the you know with these players. It's just yeah. I would say right now, you know, it's either going to be a pass game, even though it's only a five game slate, a six game slate, uh, or maybe just uh, one value guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a on a three game slate like we had on Thursday, it would be more you know conducive to play some of these guys. But on a six game slate, there's enough out there that we don't have to dig that deep. That's right. And with all the injuries and COVID and all the stuff going on, yeah. it just there's enormous value every night. Right. So I can't remember uh, to be honest with you, Josh. The last time I didn't build mainly a stars and scrubs lineup. Because you can get the the scrub side of it with guys that are going to play 35 minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you can build your stars in. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier this year, we were looking more at that mid-level build. Exactly. But as the year's gone on with the injuries and COVID, I mean, it's just 
every night there's a three or four K guy out there that you just have to have in your lineup. So I, I know. I mean, last night the, the five, top five percent lineup on DraftKings, we had a bunch of of four K guys. You know the, yeah. you know the the um, Davis from Sacramento, and I mean just on and on. You can go, yeah. with, you know, sub five K guys, and then all of a sudden you can afford to put you know a couple of, of big time guys in like mm-hmm. you know Sabonis and Durant and such. Yeah. So all right, Chief, let's go to game two. It's uh an eight o'clock game. So that Utah Washington seven o'clock game solo initially. Uh then we have three eight o'clock and eight thirty and uh and two eight thirty. So there's no late game mm-hmm. sweat tonight. It's everybody's mm-hmm. jumping in uh pretty much in the same Time frame. So the second game, Sacramento at Cleveland. I'll tell you what, nobody talks about Cleveland. I tweeted about it a little bit last night. I can't believe how great they're playing. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not just beating people. They're drubbing some people. Their record is great. Their stats are so much better. I'll, that That's coach of the year material right there. I, I can't believe they're right in the heart of that Eastern Conference yeah. playoff race. I thought they'd be one of the worst three teams in in basketball. Right. Yeah, they're they're really playing well. Well, they're a six and a half point favorite at home against Sacramento. Both of these teams played last night. Mm-hmm. Sacramento all the way on the East Coast, uh, you know, here trying mm-hmm. to play a road trip with their new coach Gentry. They are playing better for Gentry. I've got to say they've been much more competitive, which you know, an improvement from Walton's not too difficult. Yeah, but Cleveland six and a half point favorite, two twenty total, one hundred six point seven five implied for Sacramento, one thirteen point two five implied for uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland, like I say, fifteen and twelve, solid, solid record. Sacramento's eleven and fifteen. I think a lot of people think they're worse than that, mm. but you know they're, they're, you know that's not bad. They got still right. got a shot. Um, almost no injuries in this game. Cleveland, none reported. Rashawn Holmes remains out for Sacramento. So that allows people to, everybody wants to dive to Alex Lynn a lot. And it's just such, Mm. it's such a riot. He is such a frustrating dude to try to roster. I, Mm -hmm. I'm not going there, but yeah. Um, all right. Statistically speaking, pace 10th for Sacramento. Cleveland's played a controlled Good defense, efficient offense. They're 27th in pace, so that Mm. doesn't help. That's a big difference from the last game Sacramento played. Offensive efficiency, uh, Sacramento 13th, Cleveland 19th. Defensive efficiency, Sacramento's lousy at 26th. Cleveland's all the way up to 4th, so they're Mm -hmm. the 4th best defensive team in the league. So that puts a little bit of a twist on this game. Um, what What are your thoughts here? Yeah, so so the first thing that stands out to me is both of these point guards. Um, De'Aaron Fox is 7,900 on FanDuel, 8,400 on DraftKings. Cleveland has allowed the seventh most fantasy points to point guards. Um, in the last two games he's played against Cleveland, he had 55 and 50 DraftKings points. Uh, nice. So that number he's going to hit 6 to 7x probably if he keeps at that pace. And then Darius Garland, um, he's 7,800 on DraftKings. While Colin Sexton has been out, he's been putting up pretty strong numbers. He's had some ceiling games this year where he's been in the 50s. Um, 
Sacramento has allowed the most fantasy points to shooting guards and second most to point guards. So whether you consider him a point guard or shooting guard, it's a very favorable matchup um, for Garland. So I like both of these guards quite a bit. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Fox and Garland are both good plays. Wouldn't mind going both sides of it. You know, the 8-4 mm -hmm. and 7-8 on DraftKings, a little pricey, but not, you know, not in the big scheme of things with all the value. Um, I, I still like some of the other guys, too. So, you know, Halliburton looked like he really was heating up yesterday, you know, at 5-8. At I think he's a good deal. Yeah. Torrance Davis, man, he's getting the minutes, and he's only 3-7 still. Yeah, yep. He's not going up no matter what. It's like his price does never go up. But the Cavs have allowed the second fewest fantasy points to shooting guards, so that's right. one thing that I am keeping in mind. Um, I also like the bigs in this game for Cleveland. Um, Jared Allen, you know, you got to pay up for him a little bit. So I'm not sure I'm going to go there, especially on DraftKings. Um, on FanDuel, I could put him at power forward. So that's a possibility. Uh, Evan Mobley, he's set uh, 6,700 on DraftKings. And Sacramento has allowed the second most fantasy points to bigs. So I do like Evan Mobley in this game for sure. I think that's a sharp take. I, you know, Mobley and Allen, I think, are in a good spot. You know, but mm -hmm. Mobley's only six seven, Allen eight three. But yeah, I agree with you. I think one of those two bigs. I never want to play both of them. I, right. I don't think it's a good move because you know you're gonna uh, you know take away from from yourself there. But I'm with you on on the Mobley Allen thing. You know, uh, Isaac Okoro is an outstanding young defender for Cleveland, and I'm just wondering who he's going to guard here. I mean, if he guards Fox, which is my, mm -hmm. you know, my gut feeling here, mm -hmm. I, I think that may bump me off of Fox. And, and rather than go up to that number, you know, I just don't know if I can fade Terrence Davis at three, seven with the, you know, he's yeah. taken over that starting spot and he's producing. Right. You know, so he's a good place to go. Yeah, and Alvin Gentry's been giving him the minutes, so, you know, yeah. it's, it's definitely in play. And, you know, I'm not going to go that that whole Alex Lynn, Tristan Thompson thing. No. I mean, I know that was a big discussion last night, and I said, fade it, fade it. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's just too tough with those guys plugging in there, filling in. Uh, and, and Heald's not Gentry's favorite. I know he, he got some minutes last night, but. I think really in this game, in my opinion, you, you know, possibly Fox, but I'm probably going to steer, uh, you know, I think Halliburton Davis and even Harrison Barnes, although it's a back-to-back, -back, mm -hmm. older and, you know, he's coming back from an injury. So even though that 5-5 five -five is a monster uh, value tag, not sure that that's the best place to go. But I'm with you. I, I think Garland's a great play. Um, you know, Markinen's not a throwaway at 5'5". Five, five. Do you have any love for Markinen? Some, some. There's some other guys I like that position more on, on this slate, but uh, that's a possibility. And I think I'm, I'm probably with you. I'm, I've, I haven't made the decision yet, and that's something we'll share in Discord for sure with our members. But as I'm looking at things throughout the day, uh, that'll be the, a big decision for me. Do I go Mobley mm -hmm. or Allen? Because right now I'm split. Yeah, definitely. All right, Chief. Game three. This will get us halfway through the slate already. After doing 13 games slate the other day alone, it's like I feel like every slate is a tiny slate now. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely.
So we have Houston Rockets at the Memphis Grizzlies. Houston on the second night of a back-to-back. And I'll tell you, I got to give my my hat off to the the ex uh, Maverick assistant uh, over there, Silas. The Houston is playing much better with a really not good lineup. So I, mm-hmm. I mean, they're at least being very competitive of late. So it's an island game for Memphis. Second night of a back-to-back for Houston. Memphis is favored by eight, two twenty and a half total, one hundred six point two five implied for Houston. Uh, Memphis comes in at one fourteen. Uh, 0.25, which it's a good number for Memphis right there. Uh, Houston is eight and 17. The Grizzlies are 15 and 11. A lot of injuries to discuss here. Uh, Questionable for Houston, Garuba, House, Porter has now jumped Mm. into the questionable side, which is massively important. You really can't look at this game. I've been using Armani Brooks and Eric Gordon a lot because Mm -hmm. they've had to really burden the load since Porter and Green went down. But if Porter comes back, that's a game changer for me in this this shuffle. So we need to follow that closely. We know Green and Wall are already out. So how about this group that's out for Memphis? When they're healthy, I think you could start these five and win some NBA games. Brooks, Clark, Merrill, Morant, and Cheeseburgers, Williamson. <laughs> no, it's not Cheeseburgers, Williamson. I'm joking. It's yeah. Zaire Williams. Yeah. But I just wanted to say my Cheeseburgers thing, and New Orleans is not playing tonight. Sorry. Right. Anyway, no, still, that's a, you know, having Brooks and Jaw out is massive for Memphis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you've got that trio, you know, of guards of Jones, Melton, and Bain. So you kind of have to make a choice on which, in my opinion, which of those three you're going to play. Um, on DraftKings, it's a little bit easier of a choice because Jones is 6,400 6, and Melton's only 5,100. So I definitely lean towards Melton on DraftKings. Um, Garrison Matthews has just been just crushing it night in and night out lately. Um, had his best game of the year last night against the Bucks. Um, we kind of felt like maybe he might fall off a little bit, but he definitely didn't do that. Um, and he's no, only from- I called him a trap play, so I can eat that one for lunch, man. He's yeah. He's no, I was right hard. there with you. I was right there with you, you know, because I thought the Bucks would be able to slow him down. But man, he yeah. had an awesome game. Um, forty four hundred though, that's a really good price for him. And then um on FanDuel, I'm leaning more towards Jaron Jackson and then Mobley on DraftKings at power forward. It's kind of what okay. I'm looking at right now because he's only 6,400 on FanDuel and Mobley's uh, – Jackson's only 6,400 on FanDuel and Mobley's 7,500. So I'm um, probably going to lean Jackson on FanDuel and Mobley on DraftKings. You could look at Christian Wood, but on DraftKings especially, 9,500, I don't want to pay that for him. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um for me on the Houston side, it, it all has to do with that news if Porter's in or not. Because if he's not, Brooks and Gordon are both in play for me at the guard spot. Mm-hmm. If Porter plays, I probably don't roster any of the three. So it's that much of a big shift of whether he's in or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the thing is on Garrison Matthews. If if you haven't been on him yet, like me, I haven't bit on bit that apple. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time you bite it, you're gonna get bit. <laughs> he's gonna get like four points and two rebounds and play right. like you know 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I, I've watched him a couple games in a row. He's playing so hard. I really root for the kid. It's fun to watch him. 
Yeah. Uh, and at 4-4, if he is going to get those massive minutes, it's it makes sense uh, to play him. It really does. I mean, the Grizzlies but, are 22nd, you know, in defensive efficiency. So it's not right. the worst matchup. That's for sure. No. Uh, and here's the numbers as far as, uh, you know, where they stand here. The good part about this game is Houston and Memphis are fourth and sixth in pace. So mm-hmm. that makes this game really one of the better games on the slate yeah. as far as, you know, possessions and DFS point potential. Offensive efficiency, Houston 27th, but they've improved massively. They're, they were last for a while, and they're, they're mm-hmm. moving. Memphis is 12th, which is very solid. And neither one of these teams plays good defense, 19th and 22nd, respectively. Yeah. Yes, Houston's on the second night of a back-to-back, but other than Gordon – uh, they're very young. Woods not as young, but the rest of these guys are babies. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think that hurts them a lot. Uh, I really like this game, uh, Josh. This this is going to be a, a probably a make or break it game for me. Uh, I like the fact that Brooks is out because I don't care what the price is on Desmond Bain. I think everybody's going to see Desmond Bain at seven two, which we were rostering him at four eight of right. six weeks ago. So I don't care that he's 7-2. With Brooks and Jaw being out, I think he's their best scorer on the floor. He's mm. their best. He can penetrate, shoot the mid-range. He can hit a three. I really am high on, on Bain. So he's he's a big favorite for me. Okay. Uh, Tyus Jones at 6-4 is, is reasonable. I mean, Brooks, Gordon, and even if Porter plays, they're not good defensively. So no. I'm fine with Tyus. And, again, I think these prices, because they're inflated, are going to scare people away, but it's a mm-hmm. 114.25 total. Somebody's got to score for them. And yeah. I think, you know, Jones, Bain, and then the third guy would be Melton at 5-1. Those are the mm-hmm. three guys. I wouldn't mind having two of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because I I am terrified to play Jaron Jackson at, all the time. I faded mm-hmm. him again last night. He had two fouls in the first five minutes, like he's done literally half of his career. He just is so undisciplined, and I'm always afraid of losing minutes. Now, when he does play, he's one of the best around. He can hit the three, finish with the best of them, and he's been playing better. But I don't know. Do you have any fear with him? Like I said, I I think that on FanDuel, he's definitely in play for me. I'm not going to play him on DraftKings for sure. Um he seems to play, from what I remember from watching him, he seems to play a little bit better at home. So I, I do like him when he's at home. And this is not a good defensive team in Houston. So, you know, those those are the couple of factors that I'm considering. Uh, but he's not a lock by any means for me on this slate. Yeah, and he's not a fade by any means for me because he can break the slate. I mean, he mm-hmm. is the type of guy that can put a 50-burger up and you need him. Yeah. So I'm thinking about it. What about Steven Adams? He's 5'4". Ever hmm. since I made fun of him in our uh, Discord the other day, he's <laughs> right. he's been playing pretty tough. And Houston, like you say, they're not tough in the paint defensively. Do you think he gets enough a run to make a difference? Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty – like you said, a pretty up and down tempo. So, you know, you wonder if he gets played off the floor a little bit, but I think that, you know, he, he could probably, he could probably hit value no matter, you know, if he only gets like 20 minutes, he could probably still hit value just because like you said, Houston doesn't defend the paint very well at all. 
They don't, but I think you make a good point. You know, Christian Wood is sort of a four or five kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there are times where Memphis will go smaller and have Kyle Anderson in there or Xavier Tillman, more athletic, you know, the non bigs. Now, if they, the thing is though, it, you know, if they go the other direction, Adams could pretty much own the paint. This could be mm -hmm. one of those 15, yeah. 16 rebound games for him as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think he could definitely get, get a bunch of rebounds um, scoring. I'm not sure how much he's going to do, but rebounds and blocks and stuff like that. Yeah. He could do that for sure. Yeah. Well, this, this will be a key game for me. I mean, I think, you know, I'll have three, four guys coming out of this game. Uh, you know, a couple of uh, mid and the, the great part about it is I can come out of here with all guys being either mid priced or value. Mm -hmm. And that allows me in these last games to cherry pick some of the big names. For sure. All right, Chief, game four, Chicago Bulls, Miami Heat, 8 p.m. game, Miami minus one, lowest over under of the slate, 211.5, 105.25 for Chicago, 106.25 for your Miami Heat. Chicago 17 and 9, Miami 15 and 11. It's going to take an extra podcast to read all the injuries in this game. There there are more guys injured than playing. I'm yeah. telling you it's nuts. So for Chicago, we've got Alex Caruso questionable. Out DeMar DeRozan. Uh, out Javante Green, out Derek Jones, out Matt Thomas, out Kobe White, out Pat Williams. So they're, uh, you know, more than mm -hmm. half your roster. Miami, Duncan Robinson, probable. A couple of small names here. Bam Adebayo, out. Jimmy Buckets Butler, out. Um, Markeith Morris, I think he's still, re I don't think he's played since he had his spine snapped by the Joker. Right, he hasn't. And then Victor Oladipo's been out. So, yeah. again, you've got a situation here of having to go pretty deep <laughs> in these mm -hmm. benches and rotation. And what it does is, for us, uh, it really shifts usage. We had a great uh, question uh, in uh, our YouTube uh, yesterday, which I answered. And, you know, how do you determine, he said, you know, who's going to get the usage, who's going to get the minutes, all that kind of stuff, and what those matchups are going to be. A lot of it is just watching the game flow, knowing the coaches. You know, how does Coach Donovan, how does Coach Spolstra coach? What are their tendencies? That just comes from watching thousands of games. Yeah. And also, and I'll, I wanted to mention it here, too, so that uh, everyone gets to hear that, not just the, the person I answered the question to, but I like to go to basketballreference.com, go to advanced stats, and you can go back through and see who's playing when with, X amount of guys on the floor, you know, what does it look like when DeRozan's out? Some sample sizes are smaller than others, but at least it gives you a feel. And then you can develop, uh, you know, how that's going to work as far mm -hmm. as matchup, et cetera. So this is an interesting game. I think, you know, and I'm interested for your input, uh, Josh, but I think because of the guys out, even though it's a low total, for DFS purposes, I think you can hone in on a few guys here that could really shift the slate for you. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the value guards. Um, Gabe Vincent, you know, thirty six hundred. Caleb Martin, thirty five hundred. You know, Martin's coming off a career game. 
against my bucks, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but he, you know, those guys, Martin and Vincent, they're going to hit six or seven X at a floor probably, you know, so yeah. um, they're probably going to hit, you know, eight or nine, maybe even 10 X if they have a good game. So, uh, you know, those are guys you just cannot afford to fade in my opinion in DFS. So um, Caleb Martin gave Vincent on DraftKings, especially our, our locks um, on, on FanDuel, Gabe Benson's 4,300 on, on, um, hey Josh, keep, keep the thoughts going. I have to answer my door. Somebody's got a package here before the okay. dog barks. Keep rolling, okay. man. All right. So yeah. So on FanDuel, um, Gabe Benson's 4,300 and then Caleb Martin's 4,900. So those guys are, are definitely still in play, but not my favorite plays, um, on FanDuel. <clears throat> and then, for the Bulls, you've got Alex Caruso. He's 5,000 on DraftKings. In the last game they played, which was November 27th, he was the second leading scorer for the Bulls. He had 37.3 DraftKings points. And Miami has actually allowed the eighth most fantasy points to shooting guards as good as they are defensively. So I like Alex Caruso here. Um, you could look at Vucevic with DeRozan out. And, you know, that that whole matchup is, is favorable for him. Um, but... But uh, I, I'm not sure I want to go to Vucevic because at 9,100, I'd rather pay up for, for a game coming up later. Excellent points, like I heard any of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think your Christmas present's here, Josh, so I'll have to get Oh, nice. A <laughs> <laughs> um, couple things I want to mention here in this game that, that I thought were, were very interesting. First of all, Caleb Martin coming off that game and then watching Cody Martin last night. What what has happened with these Martin brothers? <laughs> the Martin brothers, yeah. And not just brothers, know. they're twins. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's just unreal. These those are two guys, you know, that didn't look like they were going to make the league. Cody was able to hang on but not get in any. Mm -hmm. Caleb actually got cut by a few right. spots. So yeah. Just amazing that these two guys have risen up. Um just it's really hard to believe, but uh, let's let's look at the stat side. I didn't go over the stats yet in this game. Uh, Chicago ninth in pace, Miami eighteenth. Um, so it's a pace up game for those Heat players that do play. Offensive efficient, both sides are. That's why they're winning games sixth and eighth. Mm -hmm. But here's the problem: sixth and ninth. So you got two top ten defensive efficient teams, but. Do you really think Miami is a top 10 defensive team without Bam and Butler? That's the no. question. No. I so, you know, those numbers are skewed uh, a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. There's no question about it. Yeah. And I do want to mention, because I forgot to mention Tyler Hero, um, 6,600 on FanDuel. He's 7,400 on DraftKings. He didn't play the last time they played, but with Butler and Bam out, this should be a good opportunity for him to bounce back. He had a kind of a down performance against the Bucks. He had only nine points and turned the ball over seven times. So yes, he scored 17 DraftKings points. So this is a big bounce back spot for Tyler Hero, I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he just, he had a nightmare game the last time out. So uh, there's, he did sting a lot of people because, you know, he was owned pretty well. But at 7-4, mm -hmm. I think there, I mean, where are all the points going to come from? I mean, yeah. your options to me, I guess, are Lowry at 7-7. Seven, seven. I think Caleb Martin, I mean, it's, you know, it's going to be like watching his brother last night. It's a, right. the identical hair things and everything. They look so much the same. At 3-5, there's your value guy, too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's very doable. 
What do you think of Duncan Robinson again? I and I apologize if you mentioned some of it. He's only three five. Hmm. I didn't realize he was that cheap. Um, DraftKings. Yeah. I was. I was thinking he was probably going to be in the five or six range, and I, I didn't want to play him at that price. But three five, man, that's that's almost too cheap to not play him. I, I mean, I. It's that's what I have here. I mean, I can double check it, but that's what it says right here. Three five. I just. I don't know if I can fade him. I mean. Yeah you know he's going to get a bunch of shots up. And... Right, right. And my initial build that I was working on earlier, I was having a hard time finding a small forward, so that might be where I go um, yeah. for sure. So 30-plus minutes, right? Right, yeah, 30-plus minutes, but a 211 total, you know, over and under. Um, wouldn't think this would be a game we would get that heavily into, but it kind of feels like we may need to just because of all the value. Exactly, and all the guys sitting. I mean, Deadman's always an opportunity too. At, mm-hmm. You know, at four or five. Uh, so I don't know. I, I like Lowry, Martin, Robinson, and Deadman. I, I like four guys based yeah. on their pricing here. Not that you know I'm going to stack any of them up, but you know those are the decisions I think that have to be made on that side of the ball because uh, you know the, the, you just it's hard to pass up a price. Right, for sure. Then uh, you know on the on the Chicago side, it'd be nice to know if Caruso was back because mm-hmm. he does get solid minutes and uh, he's only five K, but not going to go there anyway. But with the fact that DeRozan's out, it definitely elevates uh, Levine. But he is nine eight, but you can mm-hmm. afford to go there. You also have Vuk at nine one. So you know with Instead of the big three there, you've only got two. I think one of them is very playable. I mean, you yeah. know, that's the decision we have to make. I think if you want to pay up in this game, it's one of those two guys. Uh, after that, I don't know. Lonzo, a little high at 7-3 mm-hmm. with Lowry. Yeah. Defense and Caleb Martin defense. Caleb can defend too. Uh, just not sure I want to, to to go there. The guy that's dead to me. Mr. Josh is this Dasunmu guy. He's he's single-handedly sunk my lineups the other day, and I'll never mm-hmm. play him again. If he has a son that plays in the NBA 20 years from now, I won't play him either. So right. he's uh Io Dasunmu, you have been eliminated from Coach Talk. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the list. He's on the li- the short list of swimming with the fishes, as they, they say, but right. Anyway, I'm yeah, I'm I'm more than likely looking at one of the pay up spots because we, you know, if you've noticed, we've been talking all value the whole slate. Mm-hmm. So I don't think uh, you can go wrong with Levine or even Vuk, one of the two spots. And then, you know, I may end up having two value guys for Miami. I know it seems weird, and I and mm-hmm. it's in a cash hybrid lineup. I don't think it's particularly GPP ish. I think no. Miami's going to have some exposure here. Yeah. All right, Chief, two games left. 8.30s, the next game, the next two games. So the last two on the slate, I guess it's the mid-evening uh, slate here being the sweat slate. Gold State Warriors, Philadelphia 76ers. Love our thumbnail today. I already posted it. Uh, our great man, Mr. Omaha Joe Stanton, put the thumbnail together with the two Curry brothers on there. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, Golden State's only favored by two and a half on the road at Philly. It's a 214 and a half total, 108 and a half implied for Golden State, 106 uh, implied for Philadelphia. Uh, two solid teams coming in here. Um, 
definitely going to be a very competitive, hard-fought game. You've got Golden State at 21-4. and four. Philadelphia, <coughs> excuse me, Philadelphia at 14-12. and 12. Injuries, Golden State questionable. Iguodala, Clay Thompson, and Wiseman are out. Riller is probable. Ben Simmons is out. But everybody else is back. So we've got a uh, really shootout at the OK mm -hmm. Corral here. And I'll ask for your breakdown on this, but let me give you the statistical look. Golden State is second in pace. Philadelphia is only 22nd. So mm. big pace down for Golden State, big pace up for Philly. Offensive efficiency, two veteran teams that know how to score the ball. They're third and 10th. Golden State still number one in the, in the league in defensive efficiency. They've been there for a long time. Philadelphia only 18th, which is shocking because with Embiid, they've been fantastic. But the reason they're 18th is because they haven't had Ben Simmons this year. <laughs> And right. Embiid has missed some games. So they go from a top five defensive team mm -hmm. with Simmons, and nobody's talking about that, to a right. below average defensive team. And the reason they're 14 and 12 and not like 20 and, and six or whatever is because they, they've lacked that defense. So mm -hmm. what's your initial take on this game? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm never going to sit here and say don't play Steph Curry. I mean, you can always play him. So. Yep. If you have the salary, you can definitely play him here. Um, I actually like his brother a little bit as a value play. Um, 5,800 on DraftKings, 5,400 on FanDuel. I, I like him in this game. Um, Jordan Poole is only 5,700. I think you could look at him. He had 32.3 DraftKings points last time they played, which was on November 24th. In that game, Tobias Harris didn't play. Um, but he had 43 and 49 DraftKings points the last two times he played against them, which is kind of surprising when you think about Draymond Green, you know, probably yeah. was guarding him. Um, and then you have Joel Embiid. He had 60 DraftKings points last time he faced him in April. Uh, but Golden State has allowed the second fewest fantasy points to centers, and he's not my favorite payup center on the slate. So I'm probably not going to go there. Interesting. You know, Curry's on this this chase uh, to pass Ray Allen for the most threes um, made in history. I think mm -hmm. he's, what, like 15 away or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think it's like 15 or 14 or something. Yeah, there. he's getting there. So you know he's going to be firing him. He wants to get that record. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at 11-6, that is a lot. But, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know if they try to put Danny Green on him. That's possible. Maybe Maxi, just speed-wise. But, you know, 11-6 is an absolute basket of, uh, you know, ton of money mm -hmm. here. But I'm not counting him out yet. I, I really am not. I just think he's he's in a groove right now. He's the man. Uh, Philly's defense hasn't been uh, up to par. Uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be uh, you know, their, their guy Simmons on him if Simmons was playing, but right. um, so, you know, that's all a big adjustment for them, but so Curry's still, you know, I, again, there's so much value, you know, if I can mm -hmm. throw in the Duncan Robinson's at three, five, and you know, all these super duper cheap, maybe Armani Brooks at four, if, if Porter sits, you know, all those, once you start putting those guys in there, 11, six doesn't have to scare the, you know, the doors off you. So, right. He's still in, in mind for me. I just, I don't really like any of the other Warriors, as weird as that sounds. I mm -hmm. mean, 
Poole's been super inconsistent, and I was on him for quite some time. And he can, you know, somewhat break a slate, but right. I haven't seen it on his the consistent level that it was. Same thing with Wiggins. You know, Green, you never know if he's going to want to score the ball at all or not. Mm -hmm. And Harris is a, is a good duel for him. And Harris has, like you said, gotten the better of him uh, yeah. of late. So, and, you know, I, I never really play Looney or Lear Porter or any of those guys off the bench. So it might be Curry or Bust for me on the Golden State side. On the Philly side, I think it's a lot different. I think, you know, Tyrese Maxey makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, I'm wanting to make sure he's 100% healthy. I don't know if you watched the last game, but he got smacked going to the, the line uh, or going to the basket and mm. really smacked his head on the floor and looked like he did not know what state he was in, you know? <laughs> yeah. But they walked him off the court and then he ended up coming back in the game. So whatever it was, he passed concussion protocol. Now he might think his name is Will Chamberlain today. Who knows? But right. if he's okay and to completely clear at six three, I I don't think he's a bad play because he's fast. Uh, he you know he can take advantage of, of some stuff on the break. Mm -hmm. The other Curry brother, I mean, you know, it's Curry versus Curry here. So I know a lot of people may roster both of them. I just don't know. You know, it's one of those things when you're playing in your brother's shadow. Right. It's a little tougher. I mean, it's it, there's that psyche of it, you know, mm -hmm. but does it work in the other way? You know, he wants to show that, you know, because they say they interviewed him and, you know, he thinks he's a better shooter than his brother. Well, of course, he's got to say that. Right. You know? Right. He I think he truly believes it. And if you look mm -hmm. at the percentages Yes, his brother gets, you know, is the best, but yeah. you knows at least Seth has an argument. So Right, right. It's know. not too crazy to say something like that. But No, and and I think, you know, you can consider him at 58, but I mm -hmm. wish he was a little bit cheaper. Uh, you know, Tobias Harris at 8k seems expensive against Draymond, but I saw the same thing as you. You know, he's he's been effective, he's been effective against Golden State and specifically Draymond. So mm -hmm. I think he is in play. My big question is Embiid. He's 11-2. He looks like, you know, the Embiid of old lately, you know, throwing up 60 burgers. And yeah. I don't know, he may have almost hit 70 the one game for me. But, you know, Golden State has a way to just control uh, possessions. They defensively, they shift and talk and move. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't, it doesn't sound sexy to say Looney and Green and right. Wiggins or Porter or whatever defending in there, but man, they get the job done. So yeah. you can have all the flashy names you want, but I think I'd take this interior defense against most. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I don't think as much as I love playing Embiid that I want to go to the 11-2 number. Yeah, it's a little bit of an unknown because neither Tobias Harris nor Embiid played the last time these guys played. So, you know, you can't go off of that. Like I said, Golden State's allowed the second fewest fantasy points to centers. So obviously that interior defense has been very solid um, and they face some pretty quality centers, obviously. So, you know, that's that's definitely something to keep in mind. I'm looking at um, the next game for our center, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah I think everybody is. And speaking of pay up centers, right? But uh, mm -hmm. definitely. All right. Uh, by the way, that Golden State-Philly game also is an island game for both teams, so you don't have to worry about the rest stuff with Curry or uh, Embiid or whatever on the other side.
Right. All right. Last game on the slate: Denver Nuggets, San Antonio Spurs. Denver minus one two nineteen total. One ten implied for Denver. One oh nine for the San Antonio Spurs. Denver comes in at twelve and thirteen. They've fallen below five hundred with all their injuries, and the Spurs are nine and fifteen. Um, probable Will Barton, Murray, and Rivers remain out. Um, we know that uh, Kel- Keldon Johnson is probable now, mm-hmm. and Collins uh, remains out. So interesting game here. Denver's twenty-first in pace. San Antonio. Now this. They say if you're around long enough, you see everything. If you would have told me in my lifetime that the San Antonio Spurs would be the fastest-paced team in the NBA, I would say you're smoking some of that funky stuff. Because, mm-hmm. But it's true. The Spurs are now the number one fastest-paced team in the NBA. Can you believe yeah. that? Yeah, I, I can just because of the way their roster is built now. It's so much different than the 2000s with Duncan and Ginobili and Parker and all those guys. Great. But, you know, so it's a big, uh, big jump up as far as pace for uh, Denver. Uh, offensive efficiency, 18th and 23rd, so neither one stepping up there. Uh, very average defense in Denver at 20 and uh, 13th for San Antonio. It is the first night of a back-to-back for the Spurs, which, mm-hmm. you know, gives you that tremendous jarring fear that Pop is going to do one of his shenanigans yeah. when he has any kind of back-to-back. So right. keep that in mind because you may have to take uh, a Xanax if you're watching Pop and all of a sudden, you know, you get 38 minutes from Josh Primo or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, interesting game here. Uh, interesting matchup. Should be a close one. Uh, what's your initial take on this one? Uh, well, first of all, you know, Dewante Murray, is as good as he's been, he's actually somebody that I'm going to be fading in this slate. Um, Derek White is is $3,400 cheaper on DraftKings, right. and he's actually outperformed Dewante Murray against Denver this year. He's got 44 and 40 DraftKings points against them. Wow. So, um, definitely lean towards, towards White. Now we've got a couple of pivot plays here from the Martins and the Vincents and, and those kind of guys. Um, Faku Composo is 3,600 on DraftKings. He had 25 fantasy points last time he played San Antonio, which was just two days ago. Um, and then Lonnie Walker, he had 30 um, on Thursday as well. So, and he's only 3,900 on DraftKings. So Lonnie Walker and Faku Composo would be some nice pivot plays from those Miami value plays for me. And then, you, you know, I, I buried the lead a little bit with the Joker, but um, he's 11-9, very expensive, um, maybe even too expensive, but 60 and 67 DraftKings points against San Antonio this year. They've allowed the 10th most fantasy points to centers. So he's if I pay up for anybody, if I pay up that much, he's going to be the guy. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, he's been the best. I He's actually statistically – points per minute actually passed Giannis right now. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's that much. I didn't think anybody passed Giannis for a couple of years, but the Joker is your number one DFS points per minute guy in the NBA. And, you know, with, with Porter going out, chucking shots and just some shifting of their lineups, it, he's become even more of a dominant player. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he has to be, first considerations every night when he's playing unless it's just a a horrible matchup 
and that it's the pace up to the first number one team in pace uh, in the league. Mm-hmm. I think the Joker is the best pay up play on the slate. I mean, I know it, you know, people say, well, you know, you keep plugging in the Joker. Well, I wasn't on the Joker for a long time. Yeah. And now with the way things are shaping up, when they're in a, a pace up game like this with just an average defensive team, it's, it's very hard uh, to fade them, especially when you have this game being a one point spread in Vegas. So yeah, Joker's the best pay up. There's, as we mentioned, an immense amount of value. Right. So I am probably going to start my lineup with the Joker and then go from there. I don't know if I want anybody else from Denver. Uh, watching Aaron Gordon try to get DFS points is like watching paint dry sometimes because he stands mm-hmm. around a lot. Yeah. And it's, it's very frustrating. I like him, but 6-4, I'm not probably going to go there. Um Jeff Green's not bad at 4-8. Any interest in Jeff Green? A little bit. Um, you know, with all the value on this slate, I didn't think I would end up going to him. But, you know, if it plays out that way, I could I could consider him. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm just – there's nobody else. Barton at 7K. I get it. You know, I've tried Monte Morris at 5-6, but he really has a ceiling. You know, he's just limited – uh, I'm with you on DeJounte Murray. Nine nines just too much for me. I love the mm-hmm. stats he pulled out on Derek White. I'm just not a Derek White believer. I mean, he's yeah. six five, which is a decent price. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's fairly expensive in my opinion. I know he can throw good games on the board, but he just is the kind of guy that disappoints to me. So I'm yeah. not. Well, he's, he's eight thousand on Fanduel, so <laughs> definitely not going to go there. No, I and that's ridiculous. Just a couple of really good games, and he's jumped up mm-hmm. there. But I get it. I mean, it's six five. You know, it's not the worst play, but yeah. I'm probably not going to go there. Um, you know, Pirtle's not bad. If you really mm-hmm. want to play two centers, and you want to get them both from this game. Yeah. Six six is fair. He rebounds. Um, you know, he's going to have trouble with the Joker. So hopefully he won't get in foul trouble if you do play him. Um, mm-hmm. But that's really it. I mean, Walker, Devin Vassell has been playing better since he's back. But, uh, you know, I'm not as crazy about this game. Just maybe pay up for the Joker. Yeah. Uh, you know, find uh, one spot on San Antonio to come back with it. But that's about it. Yeah. All right, my man, let's go to the. FanDuel GPP, two brains are better than one. Let's build this lineup. We've cashed the last couple of weeks, and I'm just going to cut right to the chase, jump to the most uh, expensive player on the board, and plug in the Joker at 11 2. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I figured. So I'm going to go to. Let's see. No, no pressure. We're we're uh, we're building a winner here. Sometimes you gotta light the fire. I can smell the wood burning from here, man. <laughs> There's some prices that have shifted. On FanDuel, more so on than on DraftKings, by the way. Yeah, and that's what I'm looking at right now. Um, Definitely shop the prices around to the different sites. And Yahoo then throws a whole nother mix into it. Uh, 
I've I've already got you on the very first pick. <laughs> I'm gonna come back with Lonnie Walker on the other side. Lonnie Walker, okay. Yeah. Coming off the last time he played him well. Um You know, I'm tempted on a couple of guys here, and I don't want to spend up through the roof. How about if we we dive in here on the second play, try to get some value for what we're trying to accomplish here? I don't have to go with a point guard. I think... Hmm, boy, this is a tough one today because the pricing is so different on mm -hmm. FanDuel compared to DraftKings, and that's where yeah. I have been studying. You know, this is a controversial pick, but I'm going to go with Tyler Hero at 6,600. I think he comes back out and gets pissed off today. Yeah, he's he's a little bit too cheap on, on FanDuel. And okay. and I'm, I'm playing him at small forward, by the way. Okay, okay. I'll and go ahead and take his teammate, Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin at 49. Shooting guard. Shooting guard. Okay. So we've got Walker and Hero at, sm at small forward, but we can move that around if we need to. Okay. Walker at small forward would be great because I want Desmond Bain. Okay. At shooting guard. All right. And then we have Lonnie Walker at small forward. Okay. I mean, we're spending a little cash, but we're still at an average of 6,600. For our last four, two point guards, two power forwards. Mm -hmm. Good shape. All right, let me get. Oh, you're not gonna like it. Let me uh -oh. get Jared Jackson. Oh, wait. Let me blow the whistle. There's his third foul. No, I'm just kidding. All right, Jaron Jackson, sixty-four. Um, point guard. Got sixty six seventy seven. How about uh, I just think he's going to get a tough defensive matchup. So I'm tempted to go Fox, but I, I'm not thrilled with the Okoro uh, D'ing him up. Why don't we just go with the dead obvious? We barely discussed them. Nobody talks about them. Just gets out there and gets forty plus fantasy points every night. Donovan Mitchell. Okay. And that's a shooting guard. Point guard. Point guard. Yeah. It's gotta be that gives guard. us fifty-eight fifty for our last two guys average. Okay. I think Donovan gets overlooked a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um A lot of good possibilities here. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Um, you, who's it down to? Maybe I can help. Let's see. Oh, that's going to be too much. If I went with Fox, that would only leave us with 38. Um, Is there a power forward for 38? Let me just take a quick look. If there is, we could no. No, there's not. I didn't know. Nope. So. Um, 
I'll go ahead and take Royce O'Neal, and then you can take the other point guard. O'Neal, okay. So that leaves me with, let's see, where's Royce O'Neal? O'Neal. Why aren't I, why aren't I finding Royce O'Neal? Small forward, power forward. Power forward, what's his price, you said? 48. 48. Okay. Um, that leaves me with 6,900 for a point guard. Kyle Lowry at 67, but that would give it, I don't, I don't want three heat guys. Mm-hmm. Um, pool 65, Conley Maxi, Tyrese Garland's up. Uh, there's the other Curry brother. Hmm. Let's see here. I you know I sort of like to get Darius Garland in. So let's mm-hmm. do a little shuffling. I'll cut my salary somewhere. That if I put Garland in, that gives me seven hundred bucks over. So I could okay. cut. I could cut somebody down here let's see who can i cut down i spent most of the money if i let's see mitchell i have at 83 if we went down to can't quite get to fox if we went to fox and garland i know i'm getting a little goofy here that gives us 300 dollars over what do you think about this if we go from Jackson to Kuzma and then go down from Mitchell the Fox. Okay. So Kuzma's 61. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So here's our two brains are better than one lineup. A lot of shuffling. And if news breaks, we're going to have even more. But I love this lineup. We've got De'Aaron Fox, Darius Garland at the point guard spots. Desmond Bain, Caleb Martin. Any Martin, anybody named Martin, we're just taking from now on. Tyler Hero and Lonnie Walker at small forward. Kyle Kuzma, Royce O'Neal at power. And the one and only Joker at center. Locked in on this side of the world. So there you go, man. Good Mm -hmm. thing, good scrambling. Now probably because I badmouthed him and we cut him, Jaron Jackson, expect like a 2020 game from. (laughs) Yeah. I'm probably going to have him in my my main lineup anyway, so we can Good. we can hedge with that. So and for members tonight, uh, you know, uh, the clipboard will be done by Crash, so he'll put the DraftKings information up with the clipboard. Then we'll both produce um, a FanDuel hybrid li- uh, line. <clears throat> I'll put a FanDuel. Uh, well, we have the FanDuel GPP. It's the two brains lineup, mm-hmm. and then I'll put the two Yahoo lineups in. Cause I'm a Yahoo, you know what I'm saying? Cash and GPP. So that is it. My friends enjoyed every, uh, spending this time with you. We went way longer than we usually do, but mm-hmm. we needed some time just to chill and, and kick it around. So yeah, it's Saturday. So people got the time. <laughs> That's right. Maybe if you're driving around getting Christmas presents, whatever, and you yeah. want an hour to kill with two, two bozos like us, then we got the perfect show for you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, enjoyed it, buddy. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll get this sucker up. I know you're going to be posting and 
Uh, Tyler will be putting it out there on Twitter. No, actually, Joe, Omaha Joe's doing everything today. He's yeah. spinning the hits. And then tomorrow's NBA podcast is Omaha Joe. His yeah. Review solo NBA pod. So I know uh, Denver, they're already trying to expand the bandwidth. Everybody there is going to be tuning in. So, you know, definitely join him. I know he's going to do a great job mm-hmm. and uh, appreciate it. So I'll be back uh, on Monday. I'm going to be traveling tomorrow, uh, but I will be back uh, first thing on Monday morning. Yep. And then Andrew and I will be on was uh, later today and then t- tonight for NFL um, That's right. main slate and, and prime time. So In- Incredible NFL slate, too. I was checking it out a little bit myself. Mm-hmm. You guys have your work cut out for you. It's interesting. Yeah, it really is. All right. Well, we appreciate you. If you want to join us, it's DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, come and enjoy uh, the fun. If you haven't already on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, the subscribe button, and hit that little alert bell. Let us know. Uh, that'll let you know when any of our podcasts post. And give us a comment, a question, whatever. Uh, we'll be happy to answer those. So for my man, Josh Crash Davis, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And for the entire Coach Talk team, we appreciate you listening in. We appreciate you being part of the family. And we'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.